the name of Jesus. We give you glory, O oh God. We give you honor. We have come to you, O oh God. We have come to you. And your word make us to understand that in your presence there is fullness of joy. So Father, I pray in the name of Jesus. That as we are in your presence, O oh God. May our joy be filled, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. That as we are in your presence, O oh God. May that liberty that comes from your presence be released upon us, O God. In the name of Jesus. Your son said that we did not know that you will favor us this way. Father, we thank you for the favor. We thank you for the favor. In the name of Jesus. We bless you. We honor you. And let the people of God say a big amen. Amen. Oh, say a bigger amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at somebody and say, welcome to November. Welcome to November. Oh, you're not saying like you mean it. Welcome to November. Uh, if, if you don't know, today is November 1st. And isn't it amazing that God has kept us from January 1st to November 1st? That when the economy and the world shut down, our God did not shut down. Uh, uh, when the world said that uh, we cannot handle the situation, yes. God said, I have all the power in my hands. Yes. And I'm handling the situation. Yes. I am taking care of business. Ooh, that wow. even when things were put on hold, yeah. your life was still activated. Yeah. Your blessing was still activated. Yeah. Your joy was still activated. Yeah. Your peace was still activated. Yeah. Your love was still activated. Yeah. In all, in the midst of everything. Yeah. He's still activated. And he's still activating. The people went to bed and they didn't wake up. But you went to bed and you woke up. People even woke up and but could not make it to their destination. But you drove miles and God kept you and brought you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. In the word of God, there is power. In the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Bible says that I have given him a name that is above every name. That at the mention of the name Jesus, sicknesses will bow. That at the mention of the name Jesus, at the mention of the name Jesus. Listen, not any other name, but the name Jesus. At the mention of, see, it is funny when we say something, eh. Well, this one says the name. That means it's a definite. There is no other name that given to man that you by which we might be saved. But the name Jesus. Bible says in him and through him and by him, all things in this world was made. In other words, your life was made through him. And as long as your life is made through him, and as long as he is life, then you have life. As long as in him there is provision, then it means that you are not walking in lack, but you are walking in abundance. In him, all things were made. All things came together. In him, in him, in him. Father, we thank you that in you, 
we are well. We thank you that in you we are kept. There's something kept by the power. Ah, so in the midst of everything, when things are going wrong, things are going bad, in your, you are kept by the power of God. Not kept by your money. Not kept by your family. Not kept by anything else. But kept by the power. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in God. And as long as you are in God, Bible said, if God be for me, if he's, no, no, if God is on my side, if God is with me, if God is in the same situation that I find myself, then I, there's no reason why I should fail. There's no reason why I should falter because his power is there to keep me. His power is there to keep me. This year we have seen the hand of God move. We have seen the power of God move mightily. The people in the world are panicking, but the children of God are experiencing the blessing of God. Yes. Why? Because God is alive. Because God is all-powerful. Because God is so gracious. Because God is good. Because God is love. Yes. So when everybody else has given up on you, God is on your side. When everybody said it wasn't possible, with God, he said it is possible. Uh, you, you, you are not here this afternoon. You are not here. Because God is on our side. It doesn't matter what we are going through. Are you here with me this afternoon? This year, oh, you can humbly take your seat if you want. But if you want to stand because you love God, you can stand as well. This year we have been dealing with the fruit of the Spirit. And we have come to a place to realize that in as long as we are led by the Spirit and as long as we are working with the Spirit, then our lifestyle... Our response, our outward action, our outward appearance must begin to reflect the spirit of God. And in the spirit of God, we know that in his spirit, there is love. Uh, In his spirit, there is everything. In his spirit, there is peace. So when everybody else is going through chaotic situations, you have peace because you are in God. And because you are in God, his spirit is in you. And if you are led by the spirit of God, there's no way that you will not have peace. We have come to understand that in him there is joy. So when everything looks hopeless, I have joy. The song says, I have joy in my heart. Deep, deep down. See, joy does not depend on happiness. That is what happiness is. Happiness depends on what is happening around you. But joy does not depend on what is around you. Because joy comes from God. And as long as I have God, I have joy. Do you have joy in you? Then begin to give God a bigger praise than you got. Hey! Joy, 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 joy. But this month we're going to talk about something else. We're going to talk about faithfulness. Because it is part of the fruit of the spirit. It is part of the outward character, outward reaction, outward thing. When you are filled with the spirit of God. When you are filled with the spirit of God, you live a life full of faithfulness. When you are filled with the spirit of God, you live a life full of faith. Are you here with me? Uh, When we talk about faithfulness, we are talking about being reliable. May I submit to you that if you're not a person that we can trust your word, that means you're not filled with the Spirit of God. Can we trust you when you say you will do something? Can we trust you? Can we rely on your word? Because the fruit of the Spirit 
is faithfulness. In the midst of everything else, when somebody is faithful, that person does not waver. What he says he will do. And I know somebody like that. His name is Jesus. That what he has said he will do. What he has said about you will surely come to pass. It doesn't matter what is going on around you. Because he's a faithful God. Because he's a faithful God. Whatever he has said about you will come to pass. It might not look like it. But the Bible says, I am working things out. The good, the bad, the ugly, the messed up situation for your own good. I am working things out for your own good. I am putting things together. The people are looking at it and think it's messed up. But I have a plan behind what is going on. And my plan is for you to have a better future and a hope. And because you are in me and you are living in me, my plan will come to fruition. No matter what will happen, it doesn't matter what the enemy will do, whether the enemy likes it or yes. What God has said about you, because he's a faithful God, he will see you through it. Faithfulness. I am charged to talk to us today about living by faith and not by sight. Living by faith. Tell somebody, live by faith and not by sight. Live by faith and not by sight. When you hear the word sight, many of us, we think sight, this sight, this context, in this context, sight has nothing to do with vision. Because a person that has vision that person walk in the inclination of God. A person with a vision. I remember a saying by one blind woman. He said the worst thing than being blind is having eyes but no vision. So when you have a vision, your life is better. But this text is saying that you are living by sight. In other words, you are living by the circumstances around you. You move, you make decisions based on what you see happening. You live your life based on what is happening around you. When somebody tells you that this is impossible, you accept it. That is living by sight. When somebody tells you you are a failure, you accept it and you walk with it. That is living by sight. When you walk by sight, you accept the stuff of the world. Your life is dependent on the opinion of society. So many Christians are fornicating. Why? Because they are living by sight. Many Christians' marriages are going through divorce because the marriages are being directed by sight, but not by the faith that is in God. Because when you have faith in God, when you're living by faith in God, when things are going bad in your life, you can understand and you know for sure, for certainty, that God will surely make something happen out of it. That the fact that it is messed up today doesn't mean it's the end of the situation. Am I communicating to somebody? To live by sight is to reject the truth of God. What is the truth of God? The truth of God is this, that you are the head and not the tail. That is the truth of God. To live by sight is to reject the promises of God concerning your life. What is the promise of God concerning your life? That he has blessed you with all spiritual blessings. What is the truth of God concerning your life? That with long life, he will satisfy you. So sickness is not my portion because I know that he died on the cross for you and I. And he said, by his stripes, I am healed. So when I'm going through sickness, as long as I know that I am in God, and because I know that he was bruised and I have faith in the bruising of Jesus, I am healed. I don't need to see the test telling me that I am healed. 
I am healed. Because I don't live and I don't depend on what the diagnosis is saying. My life is dependent on what God is saying. And what God is saying about you is that he has blessed you with good health. Am I communicating to somebody this afternoon? To live by sight is to rely on the instinct of the flesh. Many of us, we make decisions based on our instinct. People say, oh, I have good instinct. But how has your instinct led your life to where you need to be? Yeah, maybe the decision you made based on instinct happened and it was good. But is it the best for what God has called you to be? The fact that something good happened out of your instinct doesn't mean that is the best that God has for you. Can I say that again? If you live your life based on your instinct, you miss out on the best of God. Living by sight is not the life of a Christian. Am I communicating? Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter number 3, and I want to show you something real quick before we go into living by faith. When you read Genesis chapter 3, verse 6 to 11, Bible says that, so when the woman saw the tree was good for food, the first thing is she saw. She saw that it was good. Her sight was talking to her. Not her vision, not her faith. It was her eyes that was talking to her. She saw that the food was good and that it was pleasing to the eyes. It wasn't pleasing to God. It was pleasing to the eyes. In other words, it was pleasing to the flesh. And desirable to make one wise. She took of its fruit, ate, and she gave some to her husband. And he ate. Then their eyes and the eyes of both of them were opened. Were their eyes closed before? It wasn't. But their eyes were open. It means that their eyes were open to the corruption of this world. Any time that you live a life based on your sight, based on your flesh, you open yourself up to corruption. Your life begins to get corrupted by society. Anytime you live your life <clears throat> based on the flesh of this world, your life is corrupted. Everything about you becomes corrupted. May I submit to you somebody that if you are living by sight, they begin to have a change of mind because at the end of the day, the product you're going to receive is corruption. Bible said that their eyes were open. Their eyes were open to their nakedness. Their eyes were open to the fact that, that they are nothing without God. And Bible said, when you keep going with that, Bible said that, and when they saw that they were naked, they began to cover themselves. No amount of covering will take away corruption unless it's the covering of God. No amount of clothes will you put on yourself will cover the shame of living by sight unless your life is covered by God. Bible said they cover themselves <coughs> with fig trees. And Bible said that if you go they said, together and made lying clothes for themselves, then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord. They heard the one that had placed them in the garden. They heard the sound of the king of kings. And Bible said they began to hide. They hid themselves. They hid themselves. Why would you hide yourself 
if you know that you are working and you have done what the will of God is telling you to do, it's because your life has been corrupted and you have been open to realize that what you are doing is not right. And so because you know you are, you are, you are not in the will of God, you begin to hide. Bible said they were afraid and then they hid. Anytime you walk with sight, it leads to fear. Anytime you're living a life based on fear, based on sight, the end result is fear. That is why many of us are afraid. We, we are afraid to go to our hometowns. We are afraid to tell somebody the goodness of God. We are afraid to even give testimony of how God has done in our life because we know that the moment we talk about it, somebody is going to do something to us. You are living by sight. If you can't testify of the goodness of God in your life, because you are afraid that somebody will do something to you. If you live by sight, it ends up in fear. Tell somebody, I refuse to live by sight. And I refuse to be afraid. May I submit to you, may I remind you, I have not given you the spirit of fear. So where is fear coming from? Fear is coming from you taking your eyes of God. May I submit to you, when the Bible says that, when Peter was walking with Jesus, <coughs> When, when, when he was walking on the water, Bible said as long as his eyes was on the king of kings, as long as his sight was on him, as long as his faith was connected to Jesus' faith, and his sight was not on the things of this world, he was walking on the water all right. The moment he took his eyes off Jesus, he began to sink. Why? Because he was afraid. Fear will cause you to sink even when you are walking with the king of kings. Fear will cause you to sink even when you have received the blessing. Fear will cause you to sink even when God has placed the goodness in your hand. Fear. And it comes from walking by sight. Because what you see affects how you move. People nowadays, when they go to work, they can't even express themselves because they are afraid of what was going to happen. But if you're walking inside, that is the result. If you're walking in faith, you're not afraid of anything because you know that the God that you serve, the God that has called you, he is the one that bound everything together. He has the heart of the king in his hand. He will turn it whenever he wants to turn it. If you're walking in the spirit, if you're walking in faith, you're not afraid. Because you know, you know, you know, you know so well that God is with you. And you know that if God is with you, nothing can be against you. You know so well that if God is for you, they can plan, they can try, they can put everything together. They can manufacture and come up with stories. But because you know, you're not afraid because you know God will come through for you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said that even if God does not come, even if he doesn't show up, even if he doesn't come and heal us, even if he doesn't come and take us out, I will not bow because I have a better God than your God. Even if God doesn't show up, I won't shut up. I will testify of my God. Even if God doesn't show up in the midst of the sickness, I know that I am well in him and I'm going to walk in the healing of God. Even if God does not show up in the situation, I know that he's working things out for my good. Even if God does not show up the way I want him to show up, I understand that the plans he has for me are a better future and a hope. I understand. I know. So I'm not moved by what I see. That's what I'm saying. I'm not moved by what I see. Hallelujah. Come on. I'm not moved by what I hear. 
So whatever they are saying around you, you are not moved by it because you know that there is a God that is bigger than what they are telling you. You know, you know. Listen, tell somebody, I know, I know, I know. I know, I know that God is with me. I know that God is with me. It doesn't matter what they are saying. It doesn't matter. When you live by fear, when you live by sight, it brings separation. The prodigal son, he looked at the property of his father. And he, he made up his mind that this thing is good. So I'm going to take what I have and I'm going to leave. The father did not leave, but he left. The suppression does not come from God moving. The suppression comes from you moving away from God. Because you have made up your mind to live by sight. To live by the pleasures of this world. And the moment you live by the pleasures of this world, you separate yourself from God. God does not separate himself from you. Because God doesn't change. But your actions changes you and your position with God. I refuse to live by sight. I refuse to live by sight. But we said that they hid themselves. They were so much afraid that they separated themselves from God. But can I submit to you that there is a better way to live your life. The better way to live your life is to live by faith. Tell somebody, I live by faith. I live by faith. I live by faith. Habakkuk chapter number 2, verses 4 says, Behold, the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just, the righteous, the one that has been bought by the blood, the one that has been justified by the king of kings, the one that has been made righteous by God, that person lives by faith. He lives by his faith. He lives by faith. In other words, what he's saying to you is this, that as long as you know that you are born by God, you have, been re- you have received God in your heart, as long as you know that you have been sanctified by the blood of Jesus and your Holy Ghost filled, your life is lived by faith. It's not an option. You don't think about it. That is how you are. When you wake up in the morning, I live by faith. Whatever you do is by faith. When you drink water, it's by faith. Because that is who the just does. That is what the just does. If you are just, if you are righteous, everything you do is by faith. You eat by faith. You marry by faith. You drink by faith. You accept a job offer by faith. Everything you do is by faith. Because that is who you are. Can I ask you a question? The next decision, that you, the last decision that you made, was it by faith? Because the reason why it looks so bad is because you made it based on your instinct and not by faith. Are you living by faith? The just lives by faith. Not the just can live by faith. That, but they live by his faith. In other words, that is who they are. They don't have any other option. You don't have an option if you are a child of God. Tell somebody, I have no option. I have no option. I have no option but to live by faith. I have no option to live by faith. Why? Because faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. I have confidence that God will do it. I have confidence that God will do it. Even if it doesn't look like he's doing it, I have confidence that he will do it. So to live by faith, to live by faith, is basically saying that I have developed confident expectation in God. I have developed a confident expectation 
in God. In other words, no matter what is going on around me, I have tasted the goodness of God. I have seen the goodness of God. I have been young and I have been old. And I have never seen the righteous man forsaken. So I have confident expectation in God that in the midst of this situation, God will come through. Abraham said, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead. Since he was about a hundred years and the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced. Tell somebody, being fully convinced. Being fully convinced that he had promised he will also be able to perform. Look at the situation. Sarah was declared barren. Abraham was a hundred years old. It defiled the loss of the world. When you look at the situation, it is impossible. When you look at the situation, it's his past is prime. When you look at the situation, Sarah should be in menopause by now. And those that are in the medical field can understand and know that if you're at that stage, you don't produce a lot of things to be able to have a baby. But because Abraham had a confident expectation in God, he did not consider that thing a situation. He didn't consider it a barrier. He was looking up to God and he knew that God had promised. And because God has promised, he will surely be able to do it. Your situation might look hopeless. They might, it might be written off, but develop a confident expectation that the one that has promised you is able to do it. It doesn't look good. We all can agree that it doesn't look good. But I'm living by faith. And my faith tells me that with God, all things are possible. So even though it doesn't look good, it is possible. Because God is in it. Are you here with me this afternoon? To live by faith is to, is to live a life fear of God. It's to fear, listen, Christians, we don't fear God. If we fear God, we wouldn't bring certain things into the church. We wouldn't take certain things into our homes. We wouldn't take certain things into our lives. To, to live a life of faith, to live by faith, is to fear God. And to fear God is to reject sin. To fear God yeah. is to reject, tell somebody, reject sin, reject, reject it. Reject it with everything that is in you. Yeah. Because God does not live in sin. Yeah. If you are living by faith, oh, Jesus. then you reject sin. When the world says it is okay, say, uh-uh, I, 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 can't, I can't do this. How can I sin against my God? How can I do this? It's, it's impossible. It's impossible for me to do this because I fear God. I fear God. Even though it looks pleasing to the eye, even though it looks pleasurable, I fear God so much that I cannot do this. Even though if I take a little step, it might breathe some nice air on me, but I'm afraid of God so much to the point that I won't even try it. I fear God. God. Do you fear God? To live by faith is to fear God. That the fact that everybody else is doing it doesn't mean I need to do it because I fear God. The fact that people are doing it and it's happening for them does not mean that I need to do it 
because I fear God. Let me speak to the youth for a second. The fact that your friends are sleeping around doesn't mean that you need to do it because you fear God. That the fact that your friends are cheating their way through school does not mean that you need to do it. You need to fear. Tell somebody, fear God. Fear God. Fear God. Don't bring the things of the world into the church. Nowadays, when we go to church, we can't tell the difference between church and we can't tell the difference between a club. We can't tell the difference between a gospel song and a worldly song. Because the church don't fear God. They have invited the things of the world. But tell us, minus me, minus me, minus me, minus me. I'm going to walk in righteousness even if it defiles the norm of the day. I am going to walk in holiness even if it defiles the world of the day. I'm going to walk in holiness even if my friend will forsake me. Because I know that God will never forsake me. To, 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 to live by faith is to continually and faithfully endure to the end. Yeah. Tell somebody, I will, I will endure. I will endure. Are you enduring? When things go bad, do you turn around and go back? Or you keep on pressing on? It's not that I'm pressing on the upward way. The upward way. In every so it doesn't matter what is going on. I'm still pressing on. When there are blocks around me and the people are trying to stop me, when the enemy build bridges around me, I am still pressing on. Even when the enemy builds mountain, I am still pressing on. I don't care what is around me. I am pressing on because I know that I have faith and I'm living by faith. And Bible said that if I live by faith, then I will make sure that you have the promise. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can move the mountain. Let me show you how the mountain moves. When you take that step, the mountain begins to shift. When you take that step, the mountain begins to shift. When you take a step, the mountain begins to shift. Not until you take a step, the mountain will still be right there facing you. Can you endure the mountains to see the promise of God? The mountains will not move if unless you move. And the mountain is there to deter you from the promise. So can you endure the mountains? David said, yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, the intent of the shadow is to deter you from going to where God has called you to be. But if you can press on and continue, yeah, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Guess what happens? He said, thou prepared the table before me in the presence of my enemy. As long as you can get through the valley of the shadow of death, you will enjoy the table that God has prepared for you in the presence of your enemy. Can you continue to endure to the end? Bible says, the day that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. It doesn't matter what you're going through. Can you endure to the end? Because when you endure to the end, David said, he anointed my head with oil. My cup ran it over. Listen, there's an anointing of God that is waiting to be released upon you. Not until you begin to endure to the end, you will not see the release of God upon your life. Even Jesus had to go through a struggle. He had to go through some pain. And you think that you're going to go through life without struggle. Can you endure to the end? Can you endure to the end? Hebrews 10, 35 to 38 says, Therefore, do not cast away your confidence. 
Do not throw away your confidence. God has given you some level of confidence. Don't throw it away. Tell somebody, don't throw it away. Don't throw it away. Don't throw away your confidence, which has great reward. Why shouldn't you throw your confidence away? Why shouldn't you throw your faith away? Because it has great reward. Not just a reward great reward for you need endurance in other words hold on to the faith hold on to it because you need endurance so that after you have done the will of god you may receive what was promised not until you have endured by living by faith you will not receive the promise that god has given to you i have promised you i have made a promise over your life i have made some declaration over your life but before you can receive that declaration you must be able to endure then he says, for in yet a little while, that means very soon, coming very soon, in yet a little while, the coming one will come and not delay. In other words, there is no delay in God. What you think that is a delay, is say God saying it's on time. When you, when the thing that you have been crying about, is say, God, why? God said, I am coming on time. Because when I come too early, you might miss out the blessing. When I come too early, you might miss out the thing that I want to show you. When I come too early, you will not see the fullness of the glory that I have bestowed on you. So I'm going to show up on time. And it's going to be my time, not your time. And when I show up, it doesn't show delay. Because there's no delay in me. Then he says, but my righteous one, look at this again. But my righteous one will live by faith. And if they draw back, my soul has no pleasure in them. In other words, if you are living by faith and you step out of your faith and begin to look at it, the situation by your sight, that God does not take pleasure in you. And if God does not take pleasure in you, then you will not see the promise that God has given to you. So many of us, having faith, we have declared faith in the faith. Because living the faith is expressing the faith. Is walking in the faith. Is doing the faith. The Bible says that faith without work is what? Faith is an action word. You can't say I have faith and sit in your situation and cry. You can't say you have faith and stay in your situation and wallow in pain. When you have faith, you take a step. Because as long as you take a step, God is with you. He said, I am with you in the rain. I am with you in the fire. Wherever you find yourself, I am with you. Take that step of faith. And when you take that step of faith, do not turn backwards because of what you see. Keep pressing on. Because at the end of the day, I take pleasure in people that endure to the end. I take pleasure in people who live by faith. I take pleasure in people who walk in faith. But we are not those who draw back. Tell somebody, I'm not those who draw back. I am not one of those people that go in faith and then run back because of what they see. I'm not one of those people. I refuse to be one. Listen, South, I refuse to be one of those people. I refuse to be one of those people. Why do you have to refuse? Because the moment you draw back, you are destroyed. Did you hear that? It's not me saying. He said, those who draw back are destroyed. What the enemy is trying to do simply is to show you something to deter you so he can have you in his hands. Bible said, the enemy cometh but to steal, to kill. And so, but I have come that you have what? And have it what? I like that. More, isn't that tautology? That a word more means abundant. And then abundant means more. But he found it reasonable to add the more to the abundant. So I have come that you have life and have it more abundantly. In other words, it will not be contained. 
more abundantly. So if you drop back, is the enemy telling you that I'm setting you up because I'm ready to destroy you? But if you can keep your focus on God, if you can keep your focus, you see what happens. Who have faith and obtain life? God said, if you can stay and live in faith, you have life. You have life. This morning I came to, this afternoon I came to charge you to live by faith. Only faith. Because that is what the righteous do. That is what the people that are called by God does. Live by faith. But to live by faith, you must get rid of pride. Pride is an obstacle to living by faith. Refuse to be prideful. Say, Father, take away the pride in my life. Stand to your feet and begin to cry unto God. Say, Father, take away the pride. Take away the pride. Take away the pride. Take away the pride. In the name of Jesus. Take away the pride. Father, take away the pride. Take away the pride. Take away the pride. In the name of Jesus. So that I can live in faith. So that I can walk in faith. So that I can live in faith. In the name of Jesus. Take away the pride. Take away the pride. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Philippians 3 says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. The goal of a righteous person is to simply know Jesus. To live by faith, you need to know Jesus. Not only to know him, but to know his word. Not only to know his word, but to obey his word. The last thing is this, that you must maintain focus. Tell God, say, Father, help me to maintain focus. Help me to maintain focus. Help me to maintain focus. I refuse to be distracted. I keep my focus on you. I refuse to be distracted. Bible says, Blessed is the man that who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the world. And in his law, he made it a day and night. The reason why you don't want to walk in, in, in the counsel of the ungodly and stand in the path of sinners is because you want to maintain focus. Say, so, Father, any place that I have stepped, that is not right by you. Today, in the name of Jesus, I come out of that place. I come out of that place. Open up your mouth and begin to cry unto God. Say, so, Father, any place that I have found myself, any place that I have stepped, that is not in you. That is not your will for me. Today in the name of Jesus. Ah, we are coming out. In the name of Jesus. Thank you Father. In the name of Jesus. You need to live in faith. Because God honors faith. When Abraham walked in faith. He received. The promise that God has made for him. Today I pray over your life in the name of Jesus that as you are living by faith, may whatever promise that God has made over your life begin to show and manifest in Jesus' name. Give a big amen to Jesus. Amen. You can do better for Jesus. Once you are so standing, you can do better for Jesus.